Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Franchise pros, stand the man, Paul Segretto. Time to show you the way of franchising today. Hey, do you possess the spirit of an entrepreneur? Want to lay your business plan down like a rug or a floor? Or maybe you have a dream of opening a chain of delis? Or whatever passion lights that pilot life under your belly? Or do you want to start a business, fam, using the proven trademark from another brand? Huh. And grow together and expand like a rage of fire from a single to a multi-unit empire. Well, pay attention to this podcast that you hear streaming in HD to fine tune both your ears. And standing Paul lays down the law. Whether you want to be a franchisee or a franchisor, it's all about sustainable growth, the sensible franchising, proving concepts to start enterprising. So use your left and right side of your brain and absorb this knowledge here of franchising today. Franchising today, sustainable growth, the sensible franchising. Franchise today, sustainable growth, the sensible franchising. Franchise today. Franchise today. Franchise today. Hello, everyone in the franchise world. My name is Paul Segreto, and this is Franchise Today. Today is Wednesday, May 16th, 2018, where the halfway point of the year is closing in on us very fast. And, of course, I'm joined by the infamous, my great co-host, Stan Friedman, reporting live from Motown. Motown it is, Paul. Just got in and literally got here with enough time to uh, to get situated so that we could make certain that we didn't miss this interview because this is one – I would have been really, really sick about if I weren't here for it. So all worked out well and can't wait to have a chat today with Mary Kennedy Thompson. Yeah, it's going to be great uh, for certain. And, of course, Mary's returning as a guest. And, of course, uh, we appreciate the efforts by Monica Fide and the team at BizCom PR, always providing us with uh, some really very interesting guests, always very timely, always willing to help us. Uh, thank you to Monica and her team. You know, Stan, we've got um, things coming up in, in franchising. We have the International Franchise Expo two weeks from tomorrow. It starts in New York mm-hmm. City. And, you know, we're, I announced a couple of weeks ago we're going to be launching, uh, or I was going to be launching Franchising and You, a new podcast that's going to be focused on candidates. So it's going to be entirely for candidates, <clears throat> focused on candidates, everything about the franchise model, everything they need to know, actually going to launch that Saturday from New York City in conjunction with the IFE. So I'm real excited uh, about that. Also, uh, hey. if you're in the Dallas area, yes, Dan, are you going to say something? I was going to say something because <laughs> while you're on the IFE, while you're on the IFE, I thought I'd throw something down on you. Um, I've got a session at the IFE that I'll be doing, which um, is in regards to your budgeting for your franchise development spend. And no matter how much you're spending for development, it's basically how to get more out of it. And we're going to be doing that session again. Uh, we've done, I've done the circuit with MFV and this will be the second time bringing it to New York. In addition to that, on Saturday, I got invited to a four invitation only opportunity. Rocco Fiorentino, Lane Fisher, and myself 
We'll be joining Bart Oates, three-time Super Bowl champion for the New York Giants, and um, I think he has one ring with, with San Francisco as well. He's now the newly elected president of the NFL alumni, and um, they're going to be bringing a, a host of athletes to walk the floor and see the show, and we're going to be doing a luncheon session um, during the IFE as well. So I'm pretty excited about it, IFE this year, Paul. Yeah, I'm I'm always excited about it. But, yeah, it, it seems every year they, they just raise the bar just a little bit. And talking about luncheons, good segue, huh, Stan? Uh, IFA president and CEO Robert Crisanti worked to move franchising forward at a meeting at the White House on May 9th. Uh, attending the meeting, in addition to uh, Robert, was the advisor to the president, Ivanka Trump, and Secretary of Labor, Alexander Acosta. Definitely not your everyday lunch group. Um, the topic of the hour was workforce development, uh, how to increase apprenticeships and work-based learning opportunities across the private sector. And of course, franchisors like Mary Kennedy's Dwyer Group have been forced to back off in providing traditional training and workforce development support to franchisees that have fear they be considered a joint employer. Uh, I just hope this entire situation you know, gets itself resolved uh, correctly. And you can help protect the franchise business model by attending the IFA's Franchise Action Network annual meeting in the nation's capital, September 4th through 7th. Uh, come meet with your representatives in Congress, share everything that Crisanti spoke about during the workforce development lunch, and help move franchising forward. And if you think that September 4th and 7th is too far away to be thinking about it, <laughs> Rest assured, it's not. I mean, we were just talking about entering our ninth year in January. I remember we talked about ending the first quarter, and here we are closing in at the midway point stand. It's it's a fast-moving year. You want to know something that just smacked me between the eyes earlier today? I came to realize that four days from now would have been my dad's 100th birthday. So if wow. – if he could have been 104 days from now, we both know how old I must be. But enough about that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Anyway, um, we're talking, we're going to talk today with Mary Kennedy Thompson. Uh, the title of the show, I think, is very, very appropriate. It's all about being neighborly. Mary Kennedy Thompson has been quoted as saying, leadership starts with listening to your gut because it brings together your head with your heart. It's about having enough heart to care and enough mind to think through making smart decisions. And I think there's a lot of smart decisions going on in Waco, Texas these days at the Dwyer Group. Mary, welcome back to Franchise Today. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Stan, for inviting me. I love talking about franchising and all things franchising, so I appreciate the invitation. Great to have well, you here. the first thing we're going to – the first thing we're going to ask you to talk about, uh, as we always say to our guests on the show, you know, franchising seems to find us. We don't go looking for franchising. We didn't start growing up and say, you know, I think I want to get into franchising. So we're going to ask you to take us back as far as you would like, your military career, before your military career, afterwards, however you'd like, and bring us up to the point that franchising found you. 
Well, you're right. Franchising finds people, and I am and will forever be grateful that it found me. I, you know, I grew up in a large family, one of nine children, the oldest of nine children. And uh, when I graduated, uh, my parents said, "What are you going to go do?" And I was lucky enough to uh, to go in the military and be a Marine Corps officer and get a scholarship so I could get myself through school. Because when you're from a large family, your parents expect you to get through school, but they're going to expect you to do it your own way <laughs> and find your own way. <laughs> And uh, I came from a family that most of us served, and my dad served in the military, and my grandfather served in the military, and that is what I knew. I didn't know people in business. In fact, my husband and I, my husband as well, uh, was a Marine Corps officer, and his dad was a, uh, also served in the military. And so we'd drive around and think, what do all these civilians do? We didn't quite understand it. And um, <laughs> when, we, when we decided to get out, uh, we'd been in about eight, nine years, um, I didn't know what I was going to go do, but I started out as a sales rep for a company called Baxter Scientific Products, and I was getting paid well. I uh, I was rookie of the year. I, I knew how to sell things, but I really missed leading a team toward a common mission, and I felt this overwhelming desire to control my own destiny, and I wanted to get into business for myself, but I didn't know how to. I, I didn't know anything about business. I didn't come from a family who knew business. Uh, I, I remember the first time someone said the word P&L to me. I thought it was the letter P, the letter N, the letter L. I had no idea what it even stood for. And um, and one day uh, my husband came home from a chamber mixer and there was a little pamphlet that he had from a company called Cookie Bouquet or Cookies by Design. It was a franchise company. And he innocently placed it on my dresser. And uh, I started looking at it. I was like, man, these are cool. I could do these. I could make these. I could I could sell these, but I have no idea how to do it, and I wouldn't even know where to begin. And I, I tell everybody, I turned to the last page, and there were three magic words on that last page for franchising information. And this was back before the Internet, so I, I called and asked to have a packet sent. And when my husband came home from work one day, I had all this stuff sitting out on the kitchen table. I said, I've got to do this. This is what I want to do. And Bless that man. You know, he didn't say, what on earth are you thinking or how on earth are we going to do this? He said, when do you want to start? And so we literally took everything we had in the way of money, which you can imagine the Marine Corps, while I loved serving, uh, they don't, they're not the best payers in the world. It's a, you know, it's a government job. And we took everything we had ever saved and put it in our first franchise. And uh, I'm living proof that franchising works. I came from no entrepreneurial background at all. I didn't understand business. All I knew was how to work hard. And I've always thought that uh, military folks uh, make good franchisees and franchising is good for military, for veterans, because um, it's systems and it's, uh, it requires discipline and it requires someone who can lead a group toward a common mission. And uh, I was a multi-unit franchisee. Um, and uh, when, I, when we, our whole plan was to buy and build them, Tell them, have that be part of our nest egg and start to create wealth for our family. And I always share with everybody, wealth is when your money's working for itself and you're not having to work for the money. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we, um, when we got to that stage, I went to the franchisor and said, you know, I love this brand, I love what I'm doing, but this is part of our plan. And I tell every franchisee who ever comes in, don't ever come in without having an exit strategy. Know how you, what your plan is, whether you're going to have your children inherit it or you want to sell it and when you want to so you can plan accordingly. And the franchisor said, why don't you come work for us? I said, oh, I can't do that. I can't go work (laughs) for the dark side. And she said, I'm I'm sending you a ticket. Come meet with me. So she said, you can name your title. 
I just want you to come teaching others what, you, what you've been doing. And they didn't really have a field program at the time. So my first title was Shop Facilitator because I love the word facilitate. And my first year I did 130 site visits. And at the end of that year, I wanted to go back and start my business again because I had learned all this great information from all these wonderful franchisees that were running strong businesses. And so I built their field program and pretty much did every job in that company until I was president of that brand. And um, I was, I've always been involved in the International Franchise Association. I think it's a great way to learn new things, share best practices, meet people who are in the same business you are. And I kept running into this group of people from a company called the Dwar Group. And Mike Bidwell and I, who is our CEO, we sat on panels together. And everybody I ran into at the Dwar Group, they were special. There was just a little bit of magic about them. I really liked they had this set of values they called their code of values. And everyone I ran into from the Dwar Group was, was like that. Um, I like to call our group a group of belongers. We're not – none of us are alike. We're all different in very interesting and, and experienced ways. But we all agree that we belong as part of a group to the Dwar Group because we believe in the code of values that the Dwar Group um, ascribes by. And uh, Mike said, I'd like you to come run my largest brand, Mr. Ruta Plumbing. And I said, I don't know anything about plumbing. I know cookies. <laughs> and he said, you know, business, business is business, and franchising is franchising, and come over. And he, it was uh, one of the best professional decisions I've ever made. Uh, I was really worried I'd come over and find out that this group of people that talk about these code of values, that it really wasn't true, that I'd be disappointed. And I'm happy to report I was not disappointed. Uh, you know, we call it living rich with respect, integrity, customer focus, and my favorite one, having fun in the process. Uh, we're not perfect. Every day, I, you know, there's a value I break, not purposefully, but just because I'm human. One of our values is speaking calmly and respectfully without profanity or sarcasm. Occasionally, I mess that one up. <laughs> uh, but, but I wake up every day and start over again, and it's great belonging to a company where there's this, this set of values that we all agree to, and we we belong to this organization because we all agree to it. I know Paul's got another quick question. I'm going to throw in quickly before he does, though, and just ask you, did you make reference to the franchisee to franchisor move as moving to the dark side? <laughs> you know, I, I tell the story to when, when our franchisees come in for basic training, I tell them that story, and I always say it that way um, because – franchisees sometimes laugh about that and they think that. And really I would tell you that um, what I love about franchising, it's the people business. It's people working with people. Uh, we have a mission statement in the Dora Group to teach our principles and systems of personal and business success so that all people we touch live happier, more successful lives, whether it's our franchisees, our customers, our vendors, our associates, anybody that we touch. And, uh, um, that's what's so wonderful about franchising. And um, uh, I, I really enjoy working with people that have sat on both sides of that fence, uh, franchisors who have been franchisees, franchisees who have been on the franchisor side. We have probably close to, I think, almost close to a dozen franchisees in our system who at one point or another worked at our corporate headquarters. And I think that, that says a lot about the system that they believe so much in it. They were willing to go uh, invest their money blood, sweat, and tears to become a franchisee in the system. 
I was accused of crossing to the dark side when I became a supplier, but I never heard that reference before from a Z to a Zora. <laughs> and you were, and you followed in great footsteps because Mike Bidwell himself was a franchisee at one time, wasn't he? He was. He was actually a franchisee in three of our brands, and uh, uh, close to forty percent of our brand presidents also have been franchisees, either in their in the system they lead or in another system. We uh, and a lot of our vice president of operations uh, come to us as having been a franchisee. We think it's important that um, to me to really understand the true nature of franchising. You've got to have invested. And uh, I, I tell everybody, uh, I respect our franchisees because they took the risk and they invested with their money, with their energy, with their heart. Um, they're all in. And uh, I think that uh, franchisors that don't remember that or that don't pay attention to that, uh, they miss the most crucial part of franchising. We used to get our pay stubs that would say, thanks to our franchisees, we make all things possible. And uh, it's wow. that's part of that that coming together toward a common mission. It's very interesting uh, when I think of the, the dark side, and I think there can't possibly be anything dark at the Dwyer Group because there are more smiles at the Dwyer Group than in any organization I have ever seen. Um, it's the culture from the outside looking in that everybody – with, I think, the right frame of mind, would aspire to be like. And I'm not just talking about, you know, from a business standpoint. I'm talking about, you know, the, the values. Obviously, we've had you on the show before. Dean has been on uh, three times. Um, you know, Mark's been on. I mean, we've had a lot of people from the Dwyer Group on. Everybody always talks about the code of values. And, of course, I've read, you know, Dina's book, Values, Inc., several times and recommend it highly. But it's so many different things, and I think it's just um, just a culture from one human to another. And it, and it doesn't matter where the silo might be. Uh, it, it could be, you know, in the gender gap. Uh, it could be anything. And, and it just seems that with everybody from the Dwyer group, uh, you guys really do practice what you preach. And, uh, and my hat's off to that. Matter of fact, I found a, uh, a quote that you had made. Um, as I was speaking about the gender gap, and it said, I never thought about gender as something that did anything but give me a different perspective. My journey in franchising has always been about if I could take this company and lead it, and that has nothing to do with gender. It's about if you can get the job done. And also to the point uh, you continued about leadership, and I think this is exactly what we all talk about you know, with franchising. And you said franchising is the purest form of leadership. You inspire, you teach, and you encourage people to be the best version of themselves to grow their company, male or female. We all have that ability in us. A, a true leader statement. Uh, I tell you, I tell people all the time, I was a, uh, at a session yesterday, and I said that I thought franchising was the purest form of leadership. I truly believe that's why I'm in this industry. I love that. You, you you can't just practice level one leadership like John Maxwell Hawkson says, you know, I'm the boss, therefore you've got to go do it. You really, you're mm -hmm. leading leaders. You're level five leader. You're showing them the way. You're teaching them how to be better leaders. You're, you're, you're selling and pushing and pulling and explaining and lighting the way. And I don't think there's anything more fulfilling than that. Right. And as Stan said, you know, 
uh, Mike Bidwell, uh, the CEO of the Dwyer Group, was also a franchisee. So you've been a franchisee. Others have been. How has that foundation helped the Dwyer Group's growth? I think that it keeps us grounded. Uh, you know, our CEO, Mike Bidwell, his son is a franchisee in one of our brands, and I truly believe that makes him a very grounded CEO. He's always thinking about how can we make this, uh, you know, how can we help grow our franchisees, provide the support that helps grow them, and make it a good experience that they are happy that they belong to their brand and they belong to the Dwar Group. And uh, I remember having a conversation with him once about insurance and what the insurance requirements were. And he said, you know, I was, I was talking to my son about this. This is, this is onerous. We want to make sure that it's the right requirement, but we also have to make sure that it's doable. And it, it keeps us grounded. You know, when I think about what we do, we give a vision and inspiration to our franchisees of what they can become, and we show them the way of how to do it um, in lots of different ways. And uh, part of doing that is understanding the path that they're on and where they are, where they've been, and where they can go. And so we, I, I like that we have a, you know, a group that understands that. And I also like seeing a group that um, – that works with the franchisees. A lot of our franchise consultants who coach our franchisees towards growth, they've either been franchisees or they've been a business owner. Um, they understand what it's like to lay awake at night and say, okay, am I going to have enough money for payroll tomorrow? And they understand how important that is to help grow that franchisee so that they understand cash flow break even and they understand how to make more money with their business and how to grow it in the right way and how to serve the customer in a way that the customer is so happy that that price is not an issue, that they uh, can really um, better serve their customer. You know, it's with leadership like that which you exemplify that that um, makes it no surprise to me that in the space of three or four short years, you claimed the honors of the Bonnie Levine Award and, and then came back a few years later for the Crystal Compass. Those are things that you can't make up. You, those are things that find people just like franchising finds people. Um, but it's the people who live and breathe the culture, not just the brand. And I think it's no, it's no coincidence. I mean, you, you, a lot of brands come along and copycats come along, and they can copy what they can see. So maybe they can look at your menu boards, or if you're a restaurant, and they can see things that you do, and one sandwich chain can copy another. But the things that we're talking about are the things that are below the watermark. It's kind of like where the power and strength of the iceberg lives is down below the water. And you can't fake those things. There's got to be such alignment for as many kinds of uh, leaders that have come out of Waco, Texas with with the Dwyer Group and to have honorariums not once but twice in just a few short years to have the leadership of Dina and her, her dad before that, um, it's no mistake. It's no accident. It's no coincidence. There are no coincidences. Um, it's culture. And, Paul, you're right what's about the, that. And so What's that they say about uh, strat- uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast every single that's, time? <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. I love that. So we want to want to kind of walk from – from this portion of our conversation into some of the uh, significant changes and tweaks in what, what's going on with uh, the introduction of Neighborly into the Dwyer family of brands. Tell us a little bit about what's going on there and how that 
impacts the consumer to help them understand the family of brands. Well, I will say these are exciting times in the Dora Group. We've uh, grown almost 100% in the last few years, and there have been a lot of reasons for that. Some of it's organic growth. Some of it is bringing on uh, new companies into our umbrella. And, you know, just a little bit about who we are. You know, the Dora Group, how we look at ourselves is we're a value-guided world leader of franchise brands in the repair, maintain, and enhance space for customers' home or property. So, all things that, and that you would have done in your home or maybe your business property that it needs a repair or needs to be enhanced or you want to maintain, we probably have a brand that does it, whether it's Glass Doctor for repairing glass or Grounds Guys for maintenance, um, you know, lawn care maintenance around your home or Window Genie to clean your windows or Molly Made to clean your home or Mr. Rooter to fix your plumbing emergency. I could go on and on. We have 12 brands in North America and uh, – um, 22 corporate brands, of which 20 are consumer brands across across the world. And so, what we started to see as we as we worked with our our customers, and if you think about the person that we most need to think about is is our our end user, the person that's at home and either having an emergency or wanting to maintain something or wanting to enhance something in their home, um, they they kept saying that, one, they didn't know our brands went together. And it's funny because all of our brands you know, belong within the Dwar Group, and we all ascribe to this code of values of living rich. And we, um, we bring people into us that also believe that, franchisees and associates alike, and even vendors who um, tell us that they, they love working within those set of values. But we didn't do a good job showing them how we're connected. And, uh, you know, Dwar Group... People in franchising know Dwar Group, but the end user doesn't really know Dwar Group. So we started looking for how could we help connect all of those brands together, and we, we studied it. We studied our customers a lot. We asked them, what do you think about us, and, and how was the experience that you had? And, you know, for a brand to be really relevant, you, uh, you have to meet a human truth, and you have to live what you really say you do. So you can't say, I'm going to aspire to be this way, and this is going to be my brand. You have to say, no, this is what my customers say about my brand. And the, the words that came up were friendly, helpful, knowledgeable, neighborly. And the more we looked at it, the more we realized that that's who we are. We are neighborly. And, it, you know, 50 years ago, uh, you and I would stand across over our fence and I'd say, hey, do you have a good plumber that you use? Could you give me the name of that plumber? And, you know, hey, neighbor, could you, you know, show me um, who do you use to, uh, to, you know, maintain your lawns or who do you use when that baseball went through the window? And you would recommend somebody to me. But today we don't really do it like that. And, and people want to know they're, they're using a brand that um, – that is going to treat them well, that subscribes to a certain way of doing things, that has a certain way of, of serving the customer, both with a set of values and also really how they, how they handle the customer when they're there and in the home and how they handle that home. And so when we realized that we are neighborly, we created this overarching brand and, um, and, and built it so that to make it easier for our customer. And so – they can go to getneighborly.com and they can look up any of the services for any of our brands that they'd like. And they can um, 
they can. Uh, one of the things I love about Get Neighborly is there's reminders on there. So, you know, one of the things our homeowners told us is, oh, I have all this stuff I have to maintain in my house, and I, you know, I literally, I personally had Window Genie at my house yesterday, and they were washing my windows and power washing my back porch because it hasn't been power washed in 12 years, and what a difference! <laughs> it looks like a whole new porch. Um, but on on the site, I can go in and set up reminders and say, "Would you please remind me that I want to I want to clean my you know my back patio because you know because it's springtime, it's time to do that, and I want to have my air conditioning unit looked at uh, before it gets to be 105 degrees in Texas, and I don't want to be surprised by my air conditioning not working." And so I could put that in there. I also once I've logged in and signed up. Every single job I've done with any neighborly brand is in there. So I can see all the work that AirServe did for me. I can see the window cleaning that Window Genie did for me. I can see the number of times that Grounds Guys may have come out and taken care of my lawn and put and I can put notes in there. I can see all of that in one place, and it helps me manage my home because I have all this stuff to manage in my house, and I have, you know, a folder with this here and something on a magnet on my refrigerator over there and, you know, something in a piece of paper and a desk over here, and it's all in one place. And so we wanted to create this place where our our customers could go and make it easier for them. And we also wanted to show them we're all, we're all one and the same. So Window Genie, and then the truck, it says Window Genie, a neighborly company. And um, Molly made a neighborly company, and Mr. Handyman a neighborly company, and so they could start seeing that we're related. And to me, it's like, you know, I'm one of nine children, and you put all nine of us together and stand us side by side. You go, oh yeah, I can see this. I, I see it. I see it in the family. And you watch our mannerisms and how we act. That's what we did by creating Get Neighborly. And for our Canadian friends, they can get to getneighborly.com by spelling it the Canadian way, which is the O-U way. Ah, interesting. Hey. Interesting. Very interesting. Hey. Uh, and considering <laughs> it's National Home Improvement Month, it's a, a very good time for our listeners to jump on uh, the Get Neighborly site and look at the home maintenance schedule and uh, and get on the ball. Um, I think you might be a little late, though, in your air conditioning, uh, Mary, because it looks <laughs> like it's going to be 97 degrees today in Waco. You're listening to Franchise Today. I'm Paul Segreto along with Stan Friedman. We're talking today with Mary Kennedy Thompson, Chief Operating Officer of the Dwyer Group. Franchise Today is brought to you by FRM Solutions, offering best-in-class CRM and document management software designed specifically for franchising. FRM empowers real-time business intelligence, communication, and collaboration between all members of the franchisor's team and prospective as well as existing franchisees. This enables you to simply and seamlessly track access and manage all messages to and from prospective and existing franchisees, including text. Legal and compliance is simplified too. With FRM's document management and even site visits can be digitally facilitated and scored with FRM. Make today you give FRM a look and assure that all of your candidate and franchisee correspondence, including text messages, are being permanently tracked and stored in candidate and franchisee records. FRM even provides state-of-the-art digital experiences for your prospective franchisees replacing old-style virtual brochures. No long-term contracts, multiple upgrades each year at no additional cost, no excuses, just solutions on the web, 
at frmsolutions.com. Franchise Today is also brought to you by Franchise Foundry, where they've been bringing emerging brands to market for more than 30 years. The Foundry fosters healthy, sustainable growth for their clients, the kind that comes from experience. The Franchise Foundry provides both coaching and consulting, a hybrid approach that delivers more effective solutions for both the franchisor's corporate team as well as for their franchisees. The Foundry team is rich in practical hands-on experience and expertise with general business management, operational and change management, digital marketing, and, of course, franchise recruitment and development. Plus, the Foundry team can also assist you with creating roadmaps for potential mergers and acquisitions and provide you with the guidance needed to navigate them. Learn more about Franchise Foundry along with their expanding list of clients at www.franchisefoundry.com. You know, Mary, we, we talked about neighborly, and um, I just absolutely love that term because I don't think you can fake being neighborly. I think people can fake being friends and then turn their back on you. But if you're neighborly, there's a lot more value to that. And, of course, the value goes even beyond the consumer. Uh, there's also an advantage for new and existing franchise owners to be part of this community of service brands. And um, the Dwyer Group has the Sure Start Neighborly program, which is free to Newsies and their, and their markets, and, and, and it markets Newsies to the established base of customers for all neighborly brands. Explain the value of that to a new franchisee coming into the system. Well, it's interesting. We're finding a lot of different ways that Neighborly is bringing value to our franchisees. You know, we, we focus on making sure we're bringing value to the customer, and this is kind of the unintended benefit that comes along with it. So for our new franchisees, imagine that you're in a market that uh, has uh, eight Neighborly brands in it with eight different customer bases of consumers that they've been working with, and I am getting ready to start a window genie in that market. Uh, we send on behalf of that franchisee an email out to all those customers that have worked with, you know, Mr. Rooter and Grounds Guys and, and Glass Doctor and all those, those brands that are in that market, and we say, we, we know that you've had a great experience with, with Mr. Rooter, and we want to let you know that Mr. Rooter is part of a neighborly our neighborly brand of companies, and Window Genie is new in the market, part of our neighborly brand, and we'd like to introduce you to them. So that franchisee is getting a warm introduction to all of those consumers for, that are part of all eight of those brands, and uh, it's uh, a great way to introduce them. It's not a cold introduction. It's somebody who says, yeah, I, I really did like that experience. And also, the consumers it's going out to, they've already proven that they want to use our type of services, that, um, that there's a, uh, you know, a, a good reason to send, send that to it. On top of that, we now have franchisees that are getting together in the market and they're creating neighborly groups where they're getting together once a month or once a quarter and they're, they're, they're co-oping their money to advertise together, they're sharing best practices, they're holding and hosting job fairs together, they're... Uh, um, you know, doing some smart marketing that that shows the people in their market we're all together and we can help you together. And and uh, I I've always you know I always like that analogy. You know, you take one stick and you can break it, but you take ten sticks and put them together, you can't break that. And putting mm -hmm. those franchisees together uh, also is a, a very um, powerful tool as well. And it also gives them this network of people that are in their market 
that, you know, not competitors to them, but they ascribe to the same code of values. They, they, uh, they all want to give the premium service to the customer. And so they can, there's a lot of good best practices that they can share right within their market. That's the part I think that makes the thing work. I mean, you know, I can think of so many different companies that have multiple brands in their portfolios, but those brands don't share a common culture necessarily. Uh, they just share a common ownership. But when your values are such that somebody who finds that neighborly feeling dealing with one of the Dwyer brands uh, is pretty much going to rest assured that they're going to get the same kind of comfort from any of the others that they may uh, follow up and follow through with because it's that central culture again that it is at the root of everything that makes all of this doable even down to the consumer level. I think it's magical, Paul. I really do. I think it's magic. And these franchisees It, it, it now, is magic. How many of these franchisees are, are buying across brands? So do you have do you have instances where a franchisee may be out of territory in a particular marketplace with the brand that he started with but stays uh, rooted to the Dwyer Group by adding and bolting on another brand? Does that happen frequently? It doesn't happen frequently. It happens occasionally, and it's interesting because I get asked that a lot. And uh, what well, we've learned some things with that. If you have a contained market, like I have a franchisee up in Newfoundland, Canada, it's very contained, contained by water, and it's it, it's really, I think Newfoundland is like his own special country. And uh, he has multiple brands, and he does a very good job with that. Um, but he's definitely the exception and not the rule. Uh, what we've found is we've, over the years, is that the, our franchisees are often better served by going deeper within the existing brand they're already in. They, mm. they, they make more money. They, um, they're able to they understand how to hire, get, and keep good talent in that space. So imagine, I mean, just as an example, and the difference between a, a plumber and an electrician, and I'm a licensed plumber, so I can, I can talk about plumbers. Um, plumbers are all about breaking the rules because that's how you make water run, is you've got to break rules. Electricians are all about the rules because if you don't follow rules, you can get electrocuted. And so leading a group of plumbers and leading a group of electricians is very different, and it requires a different skill set. And so oftentimes they're better served by going deeper within their market and us showing them ways to that they don't have as much windshield time for their, their technicians to go, go to the various homes and, and being more efficient, they, and they make more money that way. So for us it's rare um, that they do that, but there are a few occasions where it makes sense. Mary, tell us a little bit about and I, I'd subscribe to that, actually, before I ask my next question. You just reminded me of my old wing zone days where franchisees would always want five-mile rings instead of three. And we'd tell them, nope, you're going to do yourself and your customers a much better service if you go deeper into your three-mile ring and try to deliver food that's still hot and not soggy because you had to ying out all the way to five miles to deliver something and come back for your next delivery. Uh, five miles is much too far to go. Always better to to go deeper into your territory, and I think the same. I think you've just demonstrated the same, uh, the same principle, and the same theory. So we don't look for multi-flagged franchisees. Tell us what you do look for, and obviously, I, I know the vision, values, and ethics um, has got to be paramount. But how do you flesh that out? How do you identify mm -hmm. it? How do you know you've got the right people that are going to be living that same code of ethics with you? 
So it's interesting. For our brands, our brands fall into one of two different types of categories. Either it's somebody who's already in the trade, like an electrician or an HVAC technician or somebody who's in the heating, air conditioning, or plumbing, and they are already doing that, but they want to become a better business person. And they don't need anyone to teach them how to be a better plumber. They need someone to teach them how to get and keep talent. They need someone to teach them how to manage their financial picture better so that they can make more money and put more money back in the business and grow the business in the right way. And and so for those, um, there's one that's one type of franchisee that uh, we work with and, and look for. And then in some of our other brands like Five Star Painting and Molly Made, Mr. Handyman, it's more of what uh, I've in some people refer to as a white-collar refugee. It's somebody who's been in corporate America, really feels a need and a want to control their own destiny, and is looking for how can they lead a group of people toward that. And they need to learn a whole different set of not just how to um, – they might already know how to be a good business person, but they don't know that industry, and so they need to be taught that industry. But I'll tell you, for both of those groups, there's a four-letter word, and it's hard to measure, um, and I, I would – I can't say we get it right all the time, but we look for it all the time, and it's called grit. You know, I have seen franchisees who come in with lots of money and don't and don't succeed. I've seen franchisees that come in with next to no money and do really well. I've seen people that on paper look fantastic and can't execute, but it comes back to do they have the grit to follow the system, to have faith and get through those parts so that they can be successful and they can lead their team towards that success, which is, you know, goes back to our mission statement of teaching our principles and systems of personal and business success. So we don't just want to make our franchisees successfully uh, successful on the professional side. We want their life better across every single part, across the personal part. Um, and so we look for people who um, have the determination who are willing to, and that's where our code of values do really come in handy because um, everything, for one of our values is communicating honestly and with purpose. And one of our values is, you know, never saying anything about anyone we'd not say to him or her. And we share that with them and we say, if this doesn't resonate with you, you don't want to belong to this organization because it's not going to be meaningful to you. And, and so it, you know, you've got to, of course, in all franchisors, you've got to make sure that they have enough resources that they can be successful. You need to make sure that they fully understand and they're coming in eyes wide open. You, you know, you want to make sure that they have the drive. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll do the disc profile, and we like people with high Ds because they have the drive to, to keep driving that business. But it comes down to the grit they have to work through the system to get to the, the, where, what winning looks like. That's um... – yeah, that's excellent. I love that. I love that word grit. Reminds me of the old John Wayne movie, True Grit. Uh, for certain, <laughs> you know, Stan, we 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 have something on on this show. You know, a lot of times we we have somebody on the on the show that has commonality with us, uh, being a franchisee, a former franchisee, franchisor, uh, and supplier. And Mary and I have something in common that I know you don't have in common with us. Do you know what that Uh-oh. is? Uh oh, I'm scared to ask. <laughs> and 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 I wasn't a Marine, and of course, thank you and your family for your service, Mary. So it's not that, Stan. I'm going to bite, Paul. Tell us, what is it? Okay. Mary and I are both licensed journeyman plumbers in the state of Texas. A lot of people didn't know that about me, and I know a lot of people didn't know that about Mary. That's actually what I got involved in when I first moved to Texas in 1978, <laughs> until I 
ruptured my uh, uh, a couple of discs of carrying a cast iron bathtub on my back. So wow. anyway, uh, and then franchise well, who, found me right after that. <laughs> who Paul, I always I knew was... I liked you, but you've gone up in my esteem. And I do have to say, I am a, while I'm a licensed plumber, it's not in the state of Texas. I am a licensed plumber in the oh, state okay. of West Virginia. But uh, I'd say oh, it's uh, one of the yeah, hardest plumbing tests out there is Texas. <laughs> and uh, I, I commend you because I, I know how hard that test is. And uh, people don't oh, realize that the <laughs> – the average plumber has is four year education. I mean, it's uh, you know I always you're hearing a lot now from politicians who are starting to say, you know, ooh, we probably need to start paying attention to the trades and getting kids in the trades because, you know, the average plumber, uh, the kid that goes through plumbing school is going to get paid while they're learning. They're going to come out making more money than than the average person who's coming out with you know uh, uh, some of the college degrees out there and we are in what I call the golden age of service right now there's this great tailwind that we have going on you know millennials they can't fix anything because we took shop out of the classes and out of school and they didn't grow up learning how to fix things so they can't fix anything their parents don't want to fix anything and uh, the last statistics uh, the U.S. Census Bureau on the annual housing survey six out of ten homeowners have seven or more projects on their home repair to-do list. And um, uh, there was a new poll that said nearly three out of every five homeowners plan to spend money on a home improvement project this year. And 36% of those um, will hire a pro to do that work. So we're in this really golden age of service where where people can't or won't fix things, but yet there are not enough people out there to do the work. And so that's where we're spending our time is helping our franchisees uh, understand one, how to be really good leaders so they can get and find good talent and keep good talent because it's all about leadership for keeping good talent. And and, and also um, explain a little bit about what the Dwyer Group is is doing with the with the um, apprenticeship programs, as well as opening the trades, you know, to females. I, I think you guys are doing an extraordinary job. Explain some of that. So we have a woman in the trades program. Uh, we actually just awarded our scholarship um, about two weeks ago for the woman in the trades, and uh, we offer um, four times a year a $1,500 scholarship to help women further their training and education in the trades. It's such a good living. It's a, you know you you end up with a, a a license, or you can fix things. You can you can pretty much assure that you're always going to have a job, and we we find that you know of the licensed plumbers in the United States, only one and a half percent of them are women. And so we, you know, we want to encourage diversity across the board, and that's one of the ways that we do that. Um, and uh, we also, uh, on our apprenticeship programs, we have a number of franchisees who uh, who will apprentice uh, people within their within their organization. Whether it's uh, for Rainbow, they have a very robust apprenticeship program that will, can take somebody who's just out of high school and teach them how to be a project manager within the world of restoration and get them their certifications and it's a very good living for them. It it it, it allows them to, to grow and learn and uh, and have a good living for growing a family. We're really proud of that. You know, there's something else you do that I found out about um, in real time and I've shared this with our audience before but I'm gonna I'm going to bring it back forward again because it's something that the Dwyer Group does that is amazing to me, the the proactivity that goes into some of your franchise development. 
So I was sitting getting ready to podcast with Paul one day, and, and right before we were going live, I saw an email pop into my inbox, and it was my personal inbox, and it said Dwyer Group blog. And I'd never gotten anything like that from the Dwyer Group before, so I clicked on it. And what I saw was a very well-branded landing page, and it it talked about six or seven attributes that every successful small business owner should possess, and each of them was a live link. And so I started clicking on the links, and I was very impressed, and I was going to actually copy it and talk on the beginning of the show like we talked to Paul and I did today at the front of the house. I was going to talk about it. Well, moments later, my cell phone rings. And I didn't answer it because we were getting ready to go live. But when I listened back to the message later in the day, that call came from the Dwyer group, and it came from somebody on the development team who actually was calling me because he noticed that I had clicked into the blog and was reading with interest. I guess he saw that. I went into each of the links that I was interested in what those attributes were. And he was very, very politely just telling me, you know, we've got a whole family of brands that – um, may help you with your vision for owning a business if, you, if you're so inclined. And if you'd like to learn more, we'd be thrilled to have that discussion with you. I was blown away. That phone call not only came to me from the Dwyer Group, but it came to my cell phone from the same area code and first three digits of my cell phone number. So I didn't think that it was a spam kind of a call at all. I figured it was somebody local. And um, I talk about that constantly ever since, because to me, that's proactive. You're uncovering hidden markets. You're, you're tapping into people who didn't wake up today, as we've said it all through the show, and weeks and weeks, every week we say it. You know, franchising finds you. You're helping people have an idea. You're planting a seed. Um, that's an incredibly proactive thing that not enough franchisors are doing, and I'm sure that um, – you do some other things that are pretty exciting and, and different than most, too. So we want to be able to wrap the show up today knowing a little bit more about how the right kind of people can find you and who are those people and, and where can they find you, uh, like the IFE, and learn more about the wonderful things that the Neighborly Program and the Dwyer Group are doing to help people answer the dream of owning their business and owning their life. I will tell you, we take franchising very seriously. I, I know I've said it a couple of times about our mission statement to teach our principles and systems. Um, we do that so people will live happier, more successful lives. And for us, it's a calling. And, and the reason that, we're, you know, that you got that call and we put out a blog is because we want to share that with the world. And, and I tell people I'm living proof that franchising is the great American dream. It's the great Canadian dream. It's the great European dream because if it can take somebody who never – grew up in, in any kind of business and didn't understand business and teach them how to be a business person and a successful one and create wealth for them, um, there's really there are very few things that are as cool as that in business. And for anybody who you know, would want to look at any of our Dwar Group franchise opportunities, they can go to www.neighborlyfranchises.com and they can learn about all of our different home services franchise opportunities because uh, – you know, for some people, uh, we, when we started looking at, like, what, what, what makes somebody really happy and interested in being, like, for instance, a Window Genie franchisee, those, those folks, they really like the physicality of it. They like being outdoors. They like uh, spending time leading a team outdoors. Somebody who is a Molly Maid franchisee, they enjoy uh, belonging to a group that helps make homes feel more like a home, that a house feels like a home, that even just something as simple as lining up the stuffed animals on, on the kid's bed in a way that makes that child smile makes them happier. And so um, 
they can go to neighborlyfranchises.com and they can look and see and get information and connect with a franchise developer if they'd like. Just uh, some some great information. I mean, so many great things to do. I mean, I know we could have you back on three, four, five times and probably not touch on the same mm-hmm. things. Tell our uh, audience as we close to uh, uh, close out the show, you know, how people could learn more about franchise opportunities with with any of the neighborly brands. So, um, by going on that site, they could they can put their information in and talk to a developer because I always believe that one of the best ways to learn about something is, you know, you're, you're going to do your research, but then you've got to really talk to people. I, I encourage when I talk to, um, I speak to a lot of veteran groups and, and help them consider whether they should be a, a consider franchising as an opportunity for themselves. And I always tell them, you know, in the F franchise disclosure document, there's an item 20. It's got a list of all the franchisees, those that are, in the brand and those who are not in the brand any longer. Talk to both sets. Understand that, you know, for those who aren't in the brand, why is that? What failure may look like? And those who are in the brand, understand why they're in the brand, what they like about it. And I, I often recommend is um, don't don't become a franchisee in something because you think it's a cool brand, you think what they do is cool. Join that brand because you ascribe to what they believe in as well, that there's a match. Um, that it's a, um, a, a set of values match and you see how they treat others and how they work because you're going to be working hand-in-hand hand with those folks and you're going to be partnered up to you know, take good care of the customer and, uh, and, and put the brand out in your market. So make sure that you are matched to those people. Excellent advice. Thank you very much, Mary. Really, thank you. And say hello to us for us, for everybody up at the uh, Dwyer Group. Uh, Stan, any uh, parting comments? No, just like you said, Paul, I could do another hour or two here and never run out of things to to talk about when we've got somebody like Mary with us. Are we going to see you in New York, Mary? Will you be at the IFE? No, you won't. Uh, We have our newest brand, Real Property Management, that uh, joined us in uh, in early March, and I'm, I'm working with them to get them integrated into into our door group family and, and making sure that they have the resources that uh, we can help them, you know, grow even uh, bigger and faster than they have been. And so I will, I, I will be in Salt Lake city working with our, our newest, our newest addition to our family. Well, I'll look forward to seeing you someplace on the trail in the coming days. And for until sure. then I can't, can't thank you enough for spending the time you did with us today and sharing with our audience. Well, thank you, gentlemen, Absolutely. for inviting me. It's such a great conversation. And I'll leave this thought that I always uh, love what John Quincy Adams said about leadership is if your actions inspire others to learn more, do more, dream more, and become more, you are a leader. That's really what franchising is about. And what yep. is better than that? Well said. Yep. Thank you, Mary. Appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, Stan, you're welcome. Well, Stan, we're uh, moving forward again. We'll be in New York in, in two weeks. So we've got uh, a lot of things coming down the, uh, the pike in the franchise world. you got some IFA board meetings coming up. And before you know it, we'll be uh, basking in the heat during the summer. And then before <laughs> you know it, we'll be in Washington, D.C. 
I'm just trying to move this year along fast, ain't I? <laughs> <laughs> you just want, you want to blow past summer and get back to the fall is what you want to do. But I don't blame you because you live in a toaster. Yeah, we do. A hot, a hot human <laughs> toaster. All right, Stan. Until next week, my name is Paul Segretto wishing you the best, the very best in this great, great thing we call franchising. Franchise Today is out. <laughs> Franchise pros. Stand the man. Paul Segretto. Time to show you the way of franchising today. Hey, do you possess the spirit of an entrepreneur? Wanna lay your business plan down like a rug or a floor? Or maybe you have a dream of opening a chain of delis? Or whatever passion lights that pilot light under your belly? Or do you want to start a business, fam, using the proven trademark from another brand? Huh. And grow together and expand like a rage of fire From a single to a multi-unit empire Well pay attention to this podcast that you hear is streaming in HD So fine-tune both of your ears And Stan and Paul lays down the law Whether you want to be a franchisee or a franchisor It's all about sustainable growth The sensible franchising Proving concepts to start enterprises So use your left and right side of your brain And absorb this knowledge here of franchising today Franchising today, sustainable growth, the sensible franchising. Franchise today, sustainable growth, the sensible franchising. Franchise today. Franchise today. Franchise today. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.